0: I'm just listening, and one guy's like, "You know what? Let me tell you. I was at this. I was at this place. I was at this place. I paid four hundred bucks for chicken wings." And he's like, "You said four hundred for chicken wings?" Four hundred bucks. Four hundred bucks. And he was like, "He was like, you paid four hundred bucks for chicken wings?" That's what he sounded like. And I was like, "And I'm like, let me tell you, these chicken wings. These chicken wings. They take these chicken wings. They dip them in
1: gold."
2: Are we actually recording already? Now we're recording. Oh, we may man. have to change batteries in a little bit. Oh, this right. is the
0: least shocking thing I've heard all fucking day. Get ready. I know that we're recording a podcast, and I'm not totally, completely sure about what.
2: No. So, to give people a little bit of context, we, um, we came into this episode expecting to have a guest uh, right. for reasons that were outside of that person's control. Sure. You know.
0: Sweet person. Wait, you know. I've never met him.
2: Oh, seems like a cool dude. He's the fucking best. He said it was an honor to have been invited. That's a stretch. I mean, I was. I felt more honored to have him on.
1: Yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, it's a hard. No, yeah, hard stretch. Yeah, that anyone would be honored to be on this fucking shit show.
2: Uh, But we're here now. Yeah, but we're here now uh, with no plan whatsoever. Zero fucking plan. Yeah. Um, So, I think. Okay, I love it. I'm just gonna. Shoot from the hip here. Shocker. Just because I'm, I'm thinking, like, what have we talked about recently? By the way, you're listening to Pinecone Podcast. I'm here with Michael Beltran. I am Nick Jimenez. Right. This is the podcast uh, that we do. Podcast for the people. The podcast for the people, as, as everyone people. calls it. <laughs> <clears throat> um, shout out to Monopolio for these yeah. beers. What is that? What does that shit say? I don't know. What, what is that? What is, hold on. I got to check. I got to check what that says. Fuck me.
0: God damn it! We can never, we can never do this like normal. It's absolute fucking poop show.
2: The thing that I was going to come out with, just because we had discussed it somewhat recently, okay. I ate at Chugs. I didn't eat this, but I, I did want to discuss it further. Sure. Chugs, for those who are uh, uninitiated, is Michael Beltran's uh, Cuban American diner. diner. Wow, we did that together, huh? Yeah. Super cute. Oh. This is the cutest thing that's ever happened, man. Uh, so, you recently posted a picture of a Masita salad. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it was striking to me... Hey, you're
0: good. Yeah, come <coughs> through. Yeah, fuck us. Oh, yeah, Just yeah, you know yeah. Us.
2: None of this matters. None of it matters. This is... I was worried about
0: the dog. No, yeah, I know. Fuck me, right? Yeah. The dog is really what matters. I mean, it's Petey's show.
2: Isn't it? It is. So... I'm you want to ask
0: me about, like, the the Masita salad? So
2: so my overweightness uh, uh-huh. relates to the Masita. I saw the Masita salad, and I thought, listen, it's not like there are, you know, diet plans built around Masita Buenco or pork belly. Mm-hmm. But this, it, it felt like, as I told you, it filled a little bit of a void. Yeah. Say, I, when
0: you name. said that, it was kind of interesting to me. Like, I don't know what you mean by that.
2: What I meant by that was that I think that there are not too many places that I personally can go on the Chugs menu for, like, straight protein and vegetable.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I think now we're at, like, the three-and-a-half-month mark. So it's time to start revisiting the menu and, like, see what works, what doesn't work, what should evolve, what are we missing, what did we miss the mark on. Um, and, like, overall, like, is are, are we having enough fun? With it, you know, and I don't like. I think in some places we're not having enough fun with it. I think a lot of it's kind of like structured, and I wouldn't say like boring. Tom, oh baby, yeah, Tom. Gotta have hydration. Oh yeah, thanks, Tom. You're the fucking man. What would I do without you? We're not sponsored by them, so we gotta kick them out. Um. Uh yeah, get him another. Get him another. I don't know what it is, but get him another.
2: Whatever the cheapest brown thing is. Yeah, put it in a Red Solo Cup.
0: Yeah, please. So, I think it's like, I think it's time to really, like, revisit the menu a little bit. Okay. You know, it's interesting, because I, I worked on the menu for, like, almost two years, and we're four months in, and it's like, all right, let's trash it, and let's start from scratch.
2: Well, you had, almost from the beginning, though, been talking about how you wanted to commit to it for roughly a quarter, right? Yeah. So, you're, you're about there, or past there.
0: Yeah, and I think, like... Really, Chug's biggest struggle, and we've known it since the beginning, was going to be dinner. You know, like people go for breakfast and lunch because that's what it was before. A lot of people don't know that it's open for dinner. Yeah. So, you know, I have some plans to address that overall as company. But um, I think starting with the food is like number one. So anyone who's from South Florida, I think, is pretty familiar with Yakosan. Great. And yako does like a crispy pork salad. Uh, they do a crispy fish salad, too. And this is kind of like a, this is like the least Cuban thing on the menu, I would say. I mean, other than the, like, meatloaf and, like, the pancake, which aren't very Cuban either. Um, you know, this is, like, an homage to that fucking crispy pork salad. It's got, like, a fish sauce mole, Um red onions, tomatoes, uh, frizzé, bunch of herbs, lots of acid. It's delicious, super easy. Um, I don't know. And I think we're going to start exploring other things like, will a tuna melt sell? Should we have a tuna melt? Uh, we've already like gotten rid of a couple things. It's like people are kind of like pining for the old Melianoche, which is shocker because when it was on the menu, not a lot of people ordered it. So the fact that I hear a lot of like, where's the Melianoche? Where's the Melianoche? I'm like, I don't know. That's fucking weird because when we had it, like maybe we sold just a couple days. Yeah. you know so but it's it's just revisiting and it's like refreshing and it's like where can we be better and where can we improve and like I don't know for me too uh, I want the chefs there to have a good time and have fun with it the ones that actually give a fuck uh, which I would say the majority of them there do and you know how can we just continue to be an interesting fun place to eat
2: I wonder whether do you, do you think that the and I'm not saying this because it's called a media noche, but do you think that People asking about the medianoche is related to it being more of a dinner spot now. Like maybe people for whatever reason want medianoches later in the day. I don't know. I mean, are you a medianoche eater? <clears throat> I can't remember the last time I had one. Yeah, I would say that it's
0: my favorite sandwich. I never order it because it's super indulgent and it's like super right. super rich, but um I it's my favorite sandwich and I'll eat it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner.
2: Yeah, why I don't mean, you tell people what a mayoche is for the for those well, it's in Atlanta, really Kansas? It's
0: really just a Cuban sandwich, but with different bread. Right. Essentially, it's just like uh, that really sweet, buttery potato bread, but it's you know, we cook it in that like loaf form. But it, the makeup of it is ham, roast pork, Swiss pickles, mustard. If you want to get sassy, put a little mayo in there. If you want to get sassy, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's really just a Cuban sandwich with different bread.
2: Yeah, I think it's superior than a Cuban sandwich, but like I'm not a Cuban sandwich person. Period. Me neither. Or, I mean, I know the, I mean I'm, I'm not a pickle and mustard person. That's my issue.
0: Whoa.
2: You're not a pickle person? No, not at all. Really? Don't like pickles. I'll eat them if I'm trying to be polite to somebody. Uh huh. But I'll never opt for pickles. Or, like, if somebody tells me in the lead up to my ordering a thing, the pickles are really important to how I see this sandwich, I'll leave them on there just to experience it the way they wanted it the first time. But I've never enjoyed a pickle, man. And I love pickles. Yeah, well, big fan. Know. All kinds of pickles. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, there's other things I do like that you don't like. Like what? I prefer for my lettuce not to be shredded. In a burger, on any sandwich. But why? Um, I, it's a texture thing. I like the, like one big solid crunch now if it's like shitty wilted lettuce yeah I'll take like nice shredded lettuce sure. over but like I, I think it's tough to beat the like impact and even like the sound of that like center or whatever of like uh-huh. a nice thick piece of lettuce whether it's a burger or a turkey. I just think it looks sloppy or, maybe but I mean you know unless how many burgers look really fucking uh, the Chuck Burger looks put together yeah. Yeah, I guess. But, you know. You know, I've been
0: I've been dealing with, like, a, a solid amount of stress lately. Okay. Like my anxiety is, like, pretty high. What's um, lately? Like, last couple of days, last couple of weeks? Last couple weeks. But, you know, a lot of it has to do with the burger. With that burger? Yeah, in general. Because it, what I find very interesting, and this is, it goes for, like, a couple of different menu items. Like, Ariat obviously has the Chug Burger. Chugs has the Chug Burger. Ariette has our fries. Chug's has different fries. Nave has the original Chug Burger fries as yeah. a side of fries. The Nave fries... Go on. And ...do not taste the same out of... Fr- like, Ariette's fries and Nave's fries taste different, but they are the same fry. We make the fry. The same people make both fries. And for some reason, they do not taste the same in both locations. Okay. Then... The Chug Burger, um, it's all the same makeup, all the same things, all the same stuff. And I do not think that they taste the same in both locations. And you haven't been able to figure out why. The fries are like a weird scientific mystery that I have no idea. You're literally talking about like 50 feet (coughs) apart of kitchens. Same fry oil, same model fryer, same temperature, same everything. But they're both very different.
2: Have you tried... i just going to throw this out there. Okay. Take the fries from the one place and then eat them at the other place. No. That would be weird, but I would try it. I, I don't I, think I, that that's it. I, I would be shocked if that were it. No, it's definitely not it. But may, Or maybe have somebody like, you know, throw me off. Don't tell me this is happening. Sure. Did you just fart or something? No, no, no. I'm sorry, I'm tired. My bad. I, no, it, it's um,
0: it's really weird. Like, the ones that are are, like, crispy, creamy, like, perfect. Right. And they, yeah. they keep the structure. Yeah. Nave, they're, like, not. That is weird. Super. And then, you know, like, the Chubburger stuff, it's all the same. Everything's the same. The pickles, the same person makes both pickles. Sauce, same person makes both sauces. The burger literally gets made right before service for Chugs, and then gets shipped over to Chugs, which is only a block and a half away, and I just don't find them to be the same burger. Yeah. And it's really like racking my fuck. I do... I cannot, for the life of me... Like, it's kept me up.
2: I, I think it would be interesting to take all the items, like three burgers, sure, or however many burgers we're talking about. It's just two, but yeah. Two, and two sets of fries. Mix them up, and see if you can... You probably, you probably would be able But maybe the differences Won't be so stark I'm basing this on Like conversations With people who I hear it And it sounds like Quack science Sure But people who Insist that Shit like The lighting in the room Like they'll feed people Like okay This is the exact same shit And we're treating it Like a tasting And we don't reveal Until the end That they've been eating sure. The same shit throughout But that they thought This apple Or this cheese Tasted more this way Or that sure. way And I wonder whether it's possible there's some of that to it. Because I have to think if the room has any kind of an impact, eating something at Ariette and eating something at Nave or eating something at Chug's. It's all different. It's all very different. No, but the fry is like
0: a – it's it's just a weird – the end result is different. Yeah. And I cannot tell you for the life of me why. Yeah. The Chug Burger – in both locations, I don't think it's that. I think it may be surroundings. I think it may be, like, concern. Because, you know, like, we've been cooking Chug Burgers at Ariad for six years. We've been cooking Chug Burgers at Chug's for three months. Yeah. So maybe it's that. But it's weird.
2: Yeah. And everybody That's, everybody feels the same way about the difference? No. Ah. okay, right. That's
0: interesting. Not everyone. I do get some of it. Oh, the Chug Burger at
2: Ariad's way better. So I mean your staff, though.
0: Uh, No. No, this is like humans. i my staff are humans, but I'm talking about like like guests.
2: Yeah, but ha- but have you asked other chefs on the team? Hey, do you taste the difference? No, that that would be a good idea. Okay. Yeah. So no, I mean,
0: corporate. I mean, like Phil, my one of my corporate chefs. He's he's tried both, and he feels like there's not that much of a difference. Okay. He says that there's that there used to be a difference, but the way that we're doing the bread now,
2: there's not. So he doesn't quite agree with you. No uh, This makes me more interested In the result of doing this blind Like <laughs> Both burgers in the same But it'll be stock. hard They're two blocks away from each other How do you do that simultaneously? Time it Eat them both a little cold You know Have I mean, have them made at the same time But present it to you At the same time also So that's been one of my stresses Okay
0: As of late It's been very <coughs> Like that one's like Kept me up at night Like I've woken up at like 2.30 in the morning Thinking about french fries it's very strange. There are worse things to think about at 2 in the morning. That's true. Yeah. And then the second is I leave on Tuesday. I'm doing a dinner at Bresca in D.C. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a good time. Chef Ashley and myself are going to D.C. and we're going to be doing a dinner with Ryan oh, Rutino cool. and his team. Yep. Um, you know, that's stressful. It's the first time I've cooked in, like, a Michelin-starred house. Mm-hmm. So... It should be fun. I think the food is all, like, stuff that we've done before, and it's all super solid and uh, all very delicious. It's just cooking for a different clientele. It's like, what's your relationship with Ryan? We met randomly because I started doing a duck press, and he did a duck press. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'd love to meet you. And we started chatting or whatever, and I went to Bresca. I had their duck. um, And then we hung out all night, and we got super shitty drinking. Uh, It was a great time, and we've been homies ever since. Yeah.
2: I I was just juggling to myself because I... In that moment, thought of the term uh, Preskimo Brothers.
0: Okay. Okay. You're familiar that's... with Eskimo Brothers. Yes.
2: Yeah, now you're Doug Preskimo Brothers. That is
0: just so <laughs> bad. I I would prefer you never repeat that again.
2: No, I'm going to use it a lot. Oh, no. That's. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Um, we just
0: lost a sponsorship. That, <laughs> probably. <laughs> So Not to and you it, like, well, see <laughs> Something about impact windows too, no? <laughs> impact yeah, Windows. Yeah. That one definitely had impact, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> um And um another very exciting but also stressful thing is that we got a new coffee machine at Chugs. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's been well, it I don't it hasn't been rolled out yet, but coffee has been I think our biggest downfall. My biggest failure there as an operator was not being able to handle the volume of coffee that we've done. Um, like, when you go to a coffee shop, like, you know, like, there's a small line, you get your coffee, you do your thing. But, like, imagine you add that that line of coffee and it's, like, 10 or 12 people deep. And then you add a full dining room of 150 people and half of them ordering coffee at the same time. Yeah. Massive failure on my part. Massive, sure. massive. So... I tried to quell the problem, and we spent a fuck ton of money for another machine, and,
2: and now we're going to try to, you know, hopefully fix the problem. So I'm going to do a hard shift here because a topic occurred to me. Sure. And I think that you'll maybe have a little more fun with this. I'm going to change the batteries, and when we come back Shocker. from this battery change, I got a question for you that I think will keep you going for a while. Right after this commercial break, Nick's got a, That's a good question for, a for me. Break.
0: And now, a word from our sponsors. Wow.
2: This episode of Bangkok Podcast is brought to you by The Barrel. This is the barbecue grill that, if you're watching this in video form, is in front of us. We're here with uh, Chef Danny Boza. Danny, tell us a little bit about what the genesis of this thing was. Where does The Barrel come from?
1: You know, I... I I was a chef. Or I was a you know working for a civil engineering firm before that, and I really hated everything that I was doing at the time. So I've always had a passion for cooking, and then you know I, I decided one day to move to New York, and everything took off from New York, Chicago, Hong Kong, L.A., you know, Colorado, and then to Hawaii, and then back to Miami, and then I opened up my own spot in Coal uh, Gables, got sold the restaurant, and moved on to the next big, bigger, better thing. Obviously, COVID hit, so we had our own passion project. It started because uh, a a friend, now a business partner, Diego Londonio, approached me to do a menu for his coffee shop. And I said, you know, let's go to Colombia. I got to see the tree. I got to, you know, feel it out, get a little inspiration. So I went out there and then, uh, you know, I tried some of the food when I got there and I was blown away by the flavor. I found out they were actually cooking with the actual coffee tree. And then I saw their South American style roaster, and it was just really dinged up, beat up, oil drum. Yes. And I said, you know what? I can make something that's really cool. So myself and Diego put our heads together, and you know, it, it's a home run in my opinion. It's very sleek, very beautiful to look at. Um, it's very, very cool. It's a conversation <laughs> starter.
2: People see that in yeah. your yard, and they want to talk about
1: it. Yeah, definitely. People see it, and again, we're not trying to take over anybody's yard. We're trying to compliment. You know, making a compliment to it. So what you would do on your regular grill for something very quick, you might want to say, on the weekend I got more time, I don't want to chill out and, you know, use the barrel and and create some beautiful flavors out of that with our hardwood lump charcoal.
2: Do you remember what some of the first things you did with it when you were maybe like prototyping it or you had like, you had it close to final form?
1: Yeah, actually I'll, I'll keep it short. So one of the main things was, is that our base was simply just the base. It was just a very plain base and uh, in order to stop all the fat that was dripping and rendering, I would use sand around the side. But of course, you know, even some of the best chefs in the world make a, a, some of the greatest mistakes. So I would drop some of the food directly on the sand and there's no getting sand off food once it hits it. So we had to think of a different system. So now we created these two half wound systems at the base in which you can add liquid and have a grate on top, which pretty much sets this apart from any other you know, grill, roaster, smoker, which, you know, the three-in-one combo is not really commonly found out there.
2: Very cool. So if people want to learn more, if people want to buy this thing, how do they get more information about the barrel?
1: I would say go to our Instagram page, you know, at BarrelTheBBQ, and, you know, you can go and see our link tree there, which has our YouTube channel, our order page, our information, our specs about the barrel, and it has a bunch of fun videos and very cool things that we've cooked out of it so far.
2: Very cool. And once you're there, if you use promo code PANCONTEN, that's PANCON10 P A N C O N, because I know a lot of people have trouble with this. We don't speak Spanish. We've been called Pumpkin Podcast, the PANCO podcast. This is PANCON10 one for $100 off of the barrel. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you. This episode of PANCON Podcast is also brought to you by Elite Impact Windows. Elite Impact Windows does exactly what it sounds like they do. They are purveyors of impact windows. That's the kind that, especially if you're in a hurricane-prone sort of area, you want so stuff doesn't come flying through your windows. Mike, you have impact windows on some of your restaurants.
0: Listen, I heard a rumor. Tell me if this is true. Are all their products tested to go up to 185
2: mile per hour wind pressures? That is how their products are tested. That's all their products are tested to meet that. I don't know. I've never been out in 185 mile per hour wind. But if I were, I think I might want to wear some of these windows... As, like, a suit.
0: I feel safer already just thinking about if I was walking around in that kind of wind and I was wrapped around with their just windows just wrapped around me, I'd feel like a much safer person. Yeah, you should put them on your caddy. I, mm, you know, maybe, maybe not. But, and I also
2: heard that they meet all the requirements of Miami Dade County. They do meet all the requirements of Miami Dade County. Fuck me. That's amazing. EliteImpactGlass.com or on Facebook, Elite Impact Windows, Instagram, Elite Impact Glass. They are proud partners with Eco Windows, CGI, and Windor. One of the things I really appreciate about them and their
0: company is that all their products are made locally here in South Florida. And fuck me, that's amazing.
2: Look at this. They are all made here in South Florida. <laughs> did you do your research? Man, yet? I did not do the research. <laughs> Somebody didn't show up ready. They have competitive pricing with totally, 0% financing available. I mean, I don't know if you have credit like mine, you might not get 0% financing, but it may be an option. It's possible that that's an option for you. 0% financing. I don't know exactly how that works. Whatever the case, if you go on the website, you ask for a quote and you mention Bang Gong Podcast, you will get off of your installation.
0: And I don't know if you guys have ever installed windows before, but 10% off of window installation, that's
2: a good fucking deal. And you know what? You got it here first on Pancom Podcast. That's right. Mention Pancom Podcast again. It's EliteImpactGlass.com or Windows on Facebook, Glass on Instagram. By the way, you mentioned restaurants. They do do... They, com- do, they do do, do, they do, do, do. commercial <laughs> properties. So whether it's for your home or your business, if you do, need a lead impact glass do, do, to put, do, uh, you know, all that do do um, and do the things that they do do so well, yeah. uh, you want to you wanna get in and on that. Also, this
0: company, very woke. Very woke. They also offer solar power
2: systems with backup batteries and custom generators for your home. You know
0: why? Because they're woke.
2: I, I don't know if that's a positive thing these days to be woke, but what? you know, but it's it's nice. I mean, sounds good. It sounds good to me that there's solar power involved. I'm into it. Generators, solar power, impact glass. Uh, if you go to their website, they got a video that shows off like a home that has all of that stuff going on at one time, which is pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Um, a lot of panels, a lot of glass, a lot of things. Pretty soon, we are going to get our hands on a uh, at least one pane of impact glass. I'm ready, and we're going to try to break it. I'm ready. I don't know what the procedure will be, uh, <laughs> but our but Mike's breath will have a blast <laughs> of freshness from that Banaka you just heard. I like the I like this for binaca, the podcast. You a really Banaka
0: blast at last. Fast blast Banaka.
2: I just want everybody to know. Uh, and apologies to Elite Impact Glass because uh, this uh, I don't want this to sound like an ad for Banaka, but. In the time that we've been sitting here to record this ad, Mike has blasted himself a like five times. Twice. I don't out. know, man. Twice. I don't know. Come on. Twice. Elite Impact Glass. Thanks to our sponsor. Thanks. Go, go get your windows from Go go get, go get those windows. We're going to do a thing that we haven't done in quite some time. For a while. We've gone a long stretch. Have we? Just doing... Uh, talk about food and restaurants and... Food and restaurant business, and whatever thing was relevant to whatever guests we had in the moment. Sure, I'm super jet. What are you? What, where are you going, man? Come on. Tell, tell me, me um. all the things you want to tell the world about Mario Cristobal. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Let everybody know what's on your mind with this uh, the shift in University of Miami football wow. head coaches. From where Manny do, Diaz
0: to Mario, Couture. where do I even fucking start? I love. We haven't talked sports in such That's a what long I'm saying. time. It's been a while. There's actually sports news is super loaded right now. There's a lot of things. The happen. Dolphins are on a five game win streak, which I still don't believe them.
2: Right. Uh, you know <laughs> yeah, it might be a lie. Yeah, it might, it it's might still be still elaborate. A lie. Hoax. Yeah,
0: big um, news. Um, finally, finally made a good decision, which they
2: haven't made, whew, in so <sighs> long. Did you feel at the time of the Manny Diaz decision that that was bad? Absolutely. Really. Okay. Abs fucking
0: looly. I don't follow it closely enough to have had it. Well, opinion. you know, like I think and listen, Manny's a nice guy, but I think they made a cheap choice. Um he was cheaper. You know, Mario has wanted to come back here for so long, for at least a decade. <clears throat> like I don't think he would have ever taken the Oregon job. I don't and you know, th- this is not just me being a homer, you know, because obviously he went to Columbus and I'm super supportive of that. He went to UM and obviously I love that too. He went and he coached at Alabama. He went to FIU. And then, like, he was. it was one of the only times that that program actually fucking mattered. And then, you know, he went to Oregon and he fucking crushed it. And everyone could say whatever they want about their fucking whatever they're in the Pac-12 or whatever. And that they're soft and they're not very good. But I don't give a fuck. They fu- – like, he won every single year he was here. He won. And then, on top of that, Alex Mirabal was his fucking O-line coach. And he was like his assistant head coach. And that guy's incredible. He just knows how to fucking recruit. And that's what Miami really needed. Right. Because there's so much talent in South Florida. So much. Look around the NFL. Look around. I would say that the NFL is like 30% from South Florida. It's nuts. The entire Ravens team is from like South Florida. It's nuts. It's crazy. And it's, he understands that he is as Miami as it gets. And people said that about Manny, but Manny was just trying so hard. He was trying so hard to have this, like, swag. He hit the loader. I was like whatever. It was dumb. like Mario is just that guy. You know, he's very, like, point blank, black and white. Like, you know, you have to have certain attributes to play for him. You have to have certain knowledge to play for him. And you have to fucking work hard. It doesn't matter how good you think you are. You need to prove it. And I've been saying it for a decade. I swear it's a, a decade. Fucking Mark Rick, he was great, Mark, he was, but he was on the tail end of his career. That's why he retired. Mark Rick was great. Al Golden was a fucking disaster. That guy was a fucking, like, <laughs> who the fuck hires a coach at a Temple? What the f- I did not e- Temple has football? Like, it's shocking. <laughs> Temple. We hired a coach at a Temple because he had, like, two good years. It's nuts. And then you have this guy coaching at Alabama crushed it there they didn't want him to leave i i don't know they finally made a good move finally what what happens next totally up to them i like you know you don't know it it, obviously college sports is very difficult you're coaching kids at the end of the day which i think everybody that's like a grown-up needs to realize that these these humans are children every
2: kid is a wild card
0: they're, but they're children right like these kids are 18 19 20 years old they're kids like I, I, you know they're they're a lot of these like older dudes I would say they talk shit about these kids they're fucking 19
2: well not only that but I, I and I mean you could I mean, you have more of a view into this than I do certainly having played college football but I, I don't really have much of a sense for like I get what you mean when you say they're children, but legally and by a lot of people's standards, they're they're adults now. But they're very new adults; they're new at being adults. I don't know what impact the all-consuming aspect of being on a UM football team cause oh, that yeah. takes over your fucking life for sure. I played. I don't know what I don't know the what, I, I don't I know played, what impact, Yeah, I don't. Know I what played Division has, three sports, right. Division three sports, which right. was like
0: the lowest of the low in the NCAA.
2: And that's what I'm saying. You have more of a view into it than I do because I didn't play any sport in college. And, it's, but, and it was, even in Division three; it was a full-time job. So, like, what impact do you think that has on your maturation? Like, oh, I mean, I mean, as opposed you, to, like, a college kid who maybe is, like, going to school and then working a job and, like, having something closer to, well, like... Well, I think that there's different variations of kids, right? Like, of you know,
0: the kids that dedicate themselves to school... And they're, like, very studious and like, their career and where they want to go. I think that's one type. And I think you have, like, the regular, like, kind of, like, freshman 15 kind of kid that goes and they drink too much. And, you know, they party too hard and whatever. And it takes them a little little longer to, like, find their path. When you play sports, if you, like, some of these kids, they go into their, into college thinking that they're going to play in the pros. Yeah. And a lot of them have the opportunity to do that after two years of being in college. Especially at a program like UM's. Right. But any big program, any big program, you can make it. Even smaller programs now, if you stand out, there's so much film and so much, like, science, technology behind things that they'll find you if you're good. Yeah. You know? So, like, I find it very interesting. And the reason why I say that they're kids, right, is because, like, when you look at a pro athlete that's, like, 28 years old. That's made millions of dollars in his career. And if you want to sit there and bitch and moan about their performance, they're getting paid to do that. Right. These kids are getting a free ride to college. Yeah. That's that's really where we're at. They're getting a free ride to college. And they have the opportunity to play a sport that is a child's game that they should love. And they may have an opportunity to make it to the next level from yeah. that. So this is why it always bothers me so much when people are just like, oh, that kid sucks. I'm like, fuck you. Did you ever play a fucking sport in your life? No. So shut the fuck up. <clears throat> You know, the kid is – he's just a kid. Yeah, Let yeah. him do his thing. And sometimes these kids are like, you know, they're fucking grown ups at 19 years old. Like, it just happens. But I don't know. I, I, I find it very interesting. And I think a lot of that – the people who tell me that coaching doesn't matter, they really don't understand sports, I don't think. Because yeah. – especially at that level.
2: I think at it, several levels, though. Like, in high school like – Well, I, the, I mean as opposed to the pros. Because I think in the pros, you have some people who are such veterans that they almost – Play that role in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. But when you your whole team has a, an age range of about three or four years, you need that coach to play that role. There, there is no, there is no veteran college football player. There's no veteran high school football player that everybody else can look up to because they've been around forever. Because it doesn't exist. So coaching matters. I think more well, under the pros.
0: I think that that would that statement would be absolutely correct until you watched this past Monday's. <clears throat> Football game and Bill Belichick <coughs> won the game, fourteen to eleven, and he only threw the ball three times.
2: Hundred percent. I'm, I'm not saying it can't matter in the pros. I'm no, saying I know. In, I in, just... in the pros, it's possible to have bad sure. coaching, but somebody who makes up for it. Sure. On the on the roster. I know. I
0: just I've, I like that game. I found fascinating <clears> because <throat> the world is so engulfed in like offense, like points. Score as many points you can. Defense doesn't matter. Running the ball doesn't matter. And then this guy, he literally threw the ball three times and he won the fucking game. It's, it was wild to me. And I hate the fucking Patriots. I fucking can't stand them. Anyone out there, and I don't, I doubt that you would listen to this fucking show. But if you're from New England, I don't fucking like you. If you like the Patriots, I don't fucking like you. And I don't want to be your friend. And I don't want to talk to you about sports. I don't like you. And I get it. Listen, that's cool. You guys are great. You have one of the best coaches of all time. Doesn't, doesn't change the fact. Don't fucking like you. That's it. Don't like him. And I don't like them. But, man, it's hard not to respect that. It's the same thing. It was like um, Brady leaves there and he wins the Super Bowl. Yep. Everyone's trying to like, well, you know, he's just he's only good because of Bill Belichick. That's absolutely fucking wrong. He's got better stats at fucking 42 than he did when he was fucking 32. It's just sports is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, like I have – it's uh, – and it, it, it lends itself so much to like regular life, like day-to-day life, like how you structure yourself – how you get yourself up for whatever, how you, um, I don't know, how you approach problems. It's so much. Back to the first question Mario yep. Cristobal yep. was a great hire. I'm super supportive of this. I had a conversation with Brett Romberg today, a former Ponkum Podcast guest, about right, yeah. Mario and Joaquin Gonzalez the other day about hiring Mario. And it's like, he just seems like what the program needs. Which is like the program has been like is is the you back? Is, how about we just start fresh? How about we just start new? Right. How about we just be ourselves? Right. Because we're never going to get back to what we were in the eighties. We're never going to get back to what we were in the early two thousands. We got to start something new.
1: Yeah. You know. And
0: I love that. And I yeah. think that that's really the route to go. So I have great feelings. I'm super excited. Um, it's the first time I've actually had hope for that team since. Whew, man, a long time, because, like, Larry Coker I didn't like, uh Al Golden I didn't like, Mark Richt I liked, but I knew he was, like, old. Yeah. Manny Diaz I did not like at all. Um I liked him as a human. I didn't like him as a choice for a coach, because when they hired Manny, I was like, they should hire Mario. And here we are. Here we are. I don't know if we mentioned it, but he is an alumni of Christopher Columbus High School. Yeah, you did.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. You want to throw an Ailante in there? Just get out of your system. Hashtag islander.
0: <laughs> and then equally, <clears throat> the Dolphins are on a five-game win streak. Right, they, start in, they start one. They start one and seven. It's fucking tragedy. Everyone hates Tua, and I'm like, I still believe in this kid. Yeah, I I'm super for him, and the guy's crushing it, coming through. Annihilating it. And I it's just uh sports it's just it, it's a great thing. Yeah. Well I don't think we'll ever win a Super Bowl while I'm alive, but it would uh, be you great. We got a
2: lot of being alive left.
0: That's a hope. We can always hope that. Sure. What
2: I'm saying though is
0: last time we were in the Super Bowl it was the year before I was born. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> yeah.
2: But you know, I mean how, how long can that streak go?
0: I don't know. I mean it can go pretty long. It's true. It can go pretty long. It's true.
2: Yeah, what's the – the Cubs was like a a century practically. It was a century. Yeah.
0: Let me ask you. You don't watch any boxing?
2: A a little bit. I I, I end up watching more highlights or like if – I I very rarely pay for boxing. So if I hear something was worth watching, maybe I'll go back and watch it. But I just just don't follow it closely enough to feel invested in like anything but title fights.
0: Right. The biggest problem with boxing is there's, there's too many productions and too many titles. Like, too that, many different... That
2: it's, part of, it's part of why I'm not a huge right. college football fan. Huge. You're or not a, college a huge... Fan. Well, college? It's not because there's so many titles, but because there's just so many teams and so much to follow. Sure. That it just feels kind of exhausting to keep up.
0: Sure. There's, like, some ridiculous stat. Like, there's, like, 70,000 high school football teams in the United States. There's yeah. only 256 that play college football. It's just a nice stat that you actually. It doesn't matter what division you're in. You're like, yeah, you know, I was part of that two fifty six. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. That's right. what I told myself for there four go. years.
2: Two fifty six. Yeah, I'll take it. that. Can be your next tattoo. Two fifty six. No, I'm good. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. I think that just going back to sports, I think boxing is living like a very nice renaissance right now. I think we're seeing I something. See that. I think I think we're seeing something very interesting happen. Yep. Um, and uh, and uh, like guys are taking fights which they wouldn't previously take, and they're losing those fights. Teofimo. Teofimo losing to Combosa was, like, big. You know, like, there was no upset this weekend, but there sure shit could have been. One of them yeah. went to a decision, which, I, you know, it's tough. That one going to decision was tough. You know, like, the <clears throat> Wilder Fury fight, that was a great fucking fight. Yeah. Um, you know, Yusick taking down fucking Joshua, that was a great fucking fight, too. I think that we're seeing a renaissance in boxing because people are starting to realize like it's okay if you have a loss.
2: Yeah,
0: it's okay if you Makes have sense. a loss. Not everyone could be Mayweather, right? Like right. that actually doesn't exist. And I think that the like Instagram boxers, like everyone says that Ryan Garcia is one of them. We'll find out. Like Ryan fought Luke Campbell, which Luke Campbell's like an actual Olympic medalist boxer. Like he's a structured, he knows what he's doing boxer. Yeah, um, he beat him. He put Ryan down. But
2: yeah, I saw I saw the highlights from that fight. Right,
0: he, you know, so I think we're we're gonna see an interesting resurgence, and I think it all depends. It always depends on, which isn't always the best fight, but it's always the fight that matters. Is like, how does the heavyweight division do? Right, because if you look at boxing in its heyday, it was like Muhammad Ali, you know, Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, Vander Holyfield, like those things. Like they always they always take like front stage. Yeah, but like the best boxers are the smaller ones. Yeah, You know, the Marvin Haglers, now you have Terrence Crawford, Tiafimo, the Lomas, the Triple Gs.
2: Like, I think heavyweight fights are interesting to people who never watch sure. boxing. Because it's a cool title. It's a heavyweight title. Well, not just because it's a cool title, but because because it's power. It's easier to wrap your head around. Sure. When you're watching lighter weight classes, there's more nuance. There's a lot of subtle movement. Uh, not, not that no heavyweights do that, but it's you can get farther just on knockout power. I would say that you have heavy two
0: weight. heavyweights right now that really <clears throat> they they fight a smaller fight, which is Usyk and Fury. Oh, Fury is a, a big motherfucker. He fights small. He, yeah. You know, he'll he'll knock you the fuck out, but you know like yeah. The way he faints, the way he moves, yeah. the way he like he's not scared to move around you and and like actually shift and move like it's not super common for uh, right. heavyweights, but Usyk is a he was a cruiserweight. Pretty sure that's what that that was it's right under uh, heavyweight, and then he went up to heavyweight. Is it cruiserweight?
2: I'm not. Uh, it, I don't really remember. Is off light time heavyweight, light heavyweight, but cruiserweight. Is there is cruiser between the two? Or I don't know. I don't. I don't really know.
0: I sound like an idiot, but I don't know. Yeah, whatever.
2: But part of why it's so confusing. Well, in, there, in boxing, there's like a weight class every three or four pounds. But
0: it's the same thing with MMA.
2: I think there's fewer. There's a bigger leap between weight classes. There's no cruiserweight in MMA. And the 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 numbers are so like. It, I would much rather watch a heavyweight boxing match than a heavyweight MMA match. Yeah, and I, and I get it. I, I, that's not how I feel about it, but I get it. Why don't you feel that way? Um, well, for one thing, because I, I was never sucked into boxing, and I've been watching MMA for long enough now that I feel like I understand it a little better. Not that I've ever done it or understand it on that level, but sure. in terms of like when I'm watching it, I I get it a little more. like All the little shit that's happening. Um, but part of why I, I find it compelling is because I, I find it interesting how much closer it is to like a real-world scenario in the sense that it, it comes closer to simulating just two people fighting. Like I, I don't like this verbiage, but what a lot of MMA people will say, and I kind of get the point they're making, is... That boxing is boxing and MMA is fighting. And if you're generous with it, like, you can kind of get it. Because in a fight, nobody stops and says, like, these are the rules. Nobody's taking anybody down. But but that's not to denigrate boxing. It's just boxing is boxing the way wrestling is wrestling. And I'm I'm talking about, like, Greco Roman or freestyle, not like. I mean,
0: Greco Roman wrestling is crazy.
2: Right. But what I'm saying is. Have you ever wrestled? I never have. No, oh, it is the, the hardest, is, the hardest sport of all time that hard I've as ever fuck. done. And, and wrestlers are generally are very often the ones who are the most successful when they transition to MMA. Sure, it makes sense. And some of that is that training and that mentality that you develop from just how fucking tough it is. Sure. But my point is to say wrestling is wrestling and MMA is fighting. is not to denigrate wrestling. It's just to say it's a it's a narrower thing. And I I find I mean the thing the and, thing uh, <sighs> and the variety of matchups like this that idea of like styles make matchups. Because MMA is what it is, there's so many more scenarios you can put together.
0: You know what the only thing, and I'm not a big MMA fan and I, sure. I don't like I, I don't discredit the sport. I think it's tough as nails. I it just doesn't intrigue me as much. Yeah. What I find interesting about it is that there's def several forms of fighting <coughs> underneath the MMA umbrella. Mixed martial arts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It could be whatever. It and you could, could be, be wrestling, it could be boxing, it could, could be jujitsu. Yeah. It could be like so many things. When you're a boxer, you're a boxer. Right. You know, yeah. like, there's a reason why Mayweather worked the fuck out of Conor McGregor. Because <clears throat> Mayweather is a boxer. And it was a boxing match. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, like, you're putting one of the best boxers of all time against someone that doesn't
2: box. Right. But you're, you're kind of making the point that I was... Sure. and Because and, and you and I, I, put them both on the street. Like, if they just got into a tussle, now we're having a different conversation. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get what you're
0: saying. And I also – I can't totally agree because I think that boxing prepares you for a lot of things that fighting may not prepare you for. Sure. You know, like – the inverse is true. Yeah. I mean, like I, I don't know. I, I wrestled yeah. in high school and now I've boxed a, as an adult. And, you know, boxing is a huge part of my life now. And I – but it, it's so much more than just like physical. And yeah. I, you could say that about a lot of like – fighting forms you know what i'm saying right i just find it i find it very interesting the like the people who watch mma like don't usually watch boxing and the people who watch boxing don't usually watch mma
2: i'll say i i appreciate boxing the main reason i don't follow boxing is because it's so confusing the same reason i don't follow ncaa like sports part of what i appreciate also with mma and the ufc in particular is there are people setting rankings, but when there's a dispute, when there's a controversial ranking, the answer is put them together. Sure. Whereas in boxing, it's different hurdles, but in boxing and in NCAA in all, sports, there's there's all this shit you have to get where those debates don't necessarily get settled, and MMA, the way that it just happens to be structured from a business standpoint and from like an organization standpoint, is satisfying that way, where the, the debate gets settled. The reason why I, I can't say that the NCAA and
0: the – And boxing are the same is because the NCAA is a government that that controls all all NCAA sports, right? So, like, there's there's a huge problem with, like, how people perceive the way the NCAA handles their athletes, right? right? Because they're essentially – this gets into a much deeper subject, but, like, they're essentially profiting a ton on people who don't make a ton of money. And that's why even though I'm vocally against, like, paying student-athletes – I, I understand where right. people are coming from because there's a bunch of people making a fuck ton of money right. off of these kids, but and there's no there's no equal. Right. Boxing the the confusion behind it is promotions. There's so many different promotions. Like for people, uh, like this is where I don't uh, agree with a lot of other boxer people like me. Just like oh, you know, this guy is fighting for this fight. Like I don't I don't care what title he's fighting for. I just want to watch a good fight. Yeah, I don't really care. Like there's so many titles and so many like different. You know, now we're like, you know, Canelo, obviously, he put them all together, which is a huge deal. Right. But it's like so many. He's got like six. It's like, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, where in the UFC. It's not the same.
2: And what I mean when I say that there's a. No, I I get what you're saying. Like in, in the NCAA, because there are so many programs, but the schedules are set. From the very beginning, and especially in the case of uh, of football, where unlike basketball, there where there's a tournament at the end of it to yeah. settle some of it. There's now a small in NCAA they're... football. Like you have to sort of live with what these rankings people have decided, right? And and there isn't that opportunity the way there is in MMA. In MMA, if there's somebody who's the number two and the number three guy, and somebody disagrees about who should be in which spot, the answer ends up being, oh, well, okay, then we'll put them in right in a cage together.
0: Yeah, I think now there's a small tournament when it comes to football. Right. You know. Which is a step in the right direction. Right. You know, which they they went the playoff route.
2: Which has been pretty uneven several times. And like Um, I don't I don't care about college basketball until the tournament starts.
0: I have I, – I'll tell you that college basketball is something that has been very hard for me to follow my entire life. Yeah.
2: And I lived in Virginia,
0: so imagine, you know, like Duke was like yeah. – Well, because small 30, schools have so much more of a shot. Now 30, it's like the pool is huge. Yeah, 30 minutes away, Duke was there and, and uh, you know – Yeah, there
2: was that stretch where like St. North Carolina St. John's was, or whatever was right huge yeah, yeah. and they're like a tiny little school. Right.
0: So it's just – it's it, it's so – there's
2: a lot to it. I just
0: – I feel like boxing is living a small renaissance, and they could fuck this up. They could. Easily, the money people could fuck this up, like, very, very fast. I hope that they don't, um, but it's been nice to watch. Like, people are taking fights right now, which yeah. is good. They're taking I've, fights, and they're losing fights.
2: What, what would your feeling be on an organization popping up for boxing that's structured like UFC? where they're sort Super of, for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with one. No. So one championship is UFC's like Asian counterpart, and there are oh, a, lot, really? a lot of Amer- a lot of Americans and Europeans fight there too. Um, I think they're based in Thailand, but they're like just as big on that side of the world. Oh shit! But one of the big differences is that on a one card, it's divided, so you'll have uh, Muay Thai fights, boxing fights, MMA fights, oh, yeah? and like you can watch fights for a long fucking time on a one card, and you see all these different styles culminating in the MMA stuff, right? Which I think it's kind of an interesting way to consume that where you you know, sort of take in all the ingredients and then find like this is what it looks like when you blend them all. Interesting. But even if you didn't have that in one promotion, if it was just boxing with a central organization that promoted it, I think I would watch more boxing that way. But there's so much money in boxing that I think it's tough it's to... Cra- it's crazy the amount it's of money It's tough in- to break the stranglehold there. It's crazy the amount of money that's in boxing. It's crazy. It's like...
0: It's nuts. Like these guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars on one card. Yeah, and I get it. Why they don't want to lose a fight? Right. I get it. If they're making that kind yeah. of money because they're they're winning fights, why would you want to fucking lose one? Yeah. Like, it's it's really, it's in another world. And it's like you think about like the early boxers, like the Muhammad Ali's to the Mike Tyson's to the Lennox Lewis. Like they they made money, but not like this kind of money. No. Yeah. Definitely, definitely not like this kind of fucking money. And it's, you know, does it sully the sport a little bit? Sure. For sure. Uh, I think money like will spoil anything uh, when it comes to sports because it's like gambling. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. I guess we'll see.
2: Cuba de is getting a little free ad space from us. This is us uh, giving back to Cuba. They're uh, getting all the love they deserve. That's right. So they gave us some talking points here. I'm going to read them. But yeah. We're going to do a little bit of riffing.
0: All right. Yeah. Cool. You read them, though.
2: Did you know, Michael, that the last free and fair elections in Cuba were held more than 70 years ago? That's one of the least shocking statements I've ever heard. Too many years. Yeah. Cuba wants to change. Cubans deserve to be free citizens with equal opportunities for all. Cuba Decide is a citizen initiative that is working toward a prosperous and happy Cuba where all citizens are equal under the law and have equal access to opportunities for improvement a democracy in which our right to choose and be chosen is respected. Mike, you, we had Rosa Maria Payá, uh, founder of Guadalajara, on the podcast. Um, you know, and, and it, it's a topic, obviously, that uh, is, is important to the two of us, and you had a lot to say about uh, how the being denied those rights all this time plays into your mission uh, sure. with Ariadne and Chugs. Talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the the fact that we haven't as I think a community, as a culture, as being Cubans and Cuban Americans, the fact that we haven't had an opportunity to grow, haven't had the opportunity to progress and to be really who we are has really shaped a lot of what I decided to like my personal mission to be and meeting people like Rosa Maria and like several others like her in this process have nothing but uh, solidified that that goal for me and to know that. I think one thing I think it, it also happens a lot in our like in our age group um, feeling like you're alone in that process feeling like that you you're the only one that kind of feels uh, I guess a sense of being lost um, because you don't really know where you came from, why you're here, all those things but in reality there's other people living the same kind of life and not only living that life fighting to change right. what history has um but just kind of made it to be so, right? Because right. it's like 70-plus years without free election. After a while, people just forget that there was ever a free election and that things should be a certain way, and there's other people fighting that fight to make sure that this doesn't stay that way.
2: Right. So like you said, there are people who are fighting to make sure that it doesn't stay that way, and that's one of the kind of— uh, not a paradox, but one of the contradictions, right, that we've been shaped by this reality that none of us want to see continue. Right. Uh, so see is a wide initiative that includes Cubans on the island and around the world, along with international friends who together work tirelessly to achieve a peaceful change. They fight for a democratic Cuba and are closer than ever to achieving that goal. So what's the strategy? It's the peaceful mobilization of Cubans and the international community, putting pressure so that the people can live in a democratic system and be free. You can follow Cuba Decide, that's Cuba Decide, it means Cuba Decides in, in Spanish, Cuba Decide in all social media platforms at Cuba Decide. That's Cuba, D-E-C-I-D-E, Cuba Decide, Cuba Decide, to learn more or join Cuba Decide and donate at cubadecide.org slash donations. The funds raised... Go to train promoters, recharge cell phones, meaning uh, to keep cell phones active and connected to the internet, uh, produce promotional materials on the island, generate international support, and much more. So go to cuadecide.org slash donations. If you put Pan Kong Podcast in the memo field in the, don- in the donations, that will signal to them that that money should go to keeping phones in Cuba connected to uh, the internet.
0: Brought to you by Pig Ink Apparel. Big Ink Apparel was started in 2012. 2012. Okay. It's, it's a, that's an actual statement. It was started okay. in 2012. Um, I was sitting at a bar having a drink and then I drew this like logo very poorly on a napkin and I drew a name on a napkin. And the entire purpose of, uh, starting this apparel line, uh, was because when my family came here from Cuba, the, uh, what, sustain them financially was making clothes okay so my grandmother she's a g and like a super hustler and she got on consignment like a thousand yards of jean and she bought she made a deal with a friend uh her and my grand grandfather made a deal with a friend to like pay off the sewing machine and then they put it in their house and my uh, aunt uncle and mother with my grandparents started sewing jeans and then they started selling said jeans. And then from that company, um, my grandmother started a company with my father called H&D Fashions. And we did textiles forever, um, 25 plus years until sadly the company closed. We had um, two factories in the Dominican Republic and one here in Miami. And that's really what sustained my like childhood. I grew up in um, in clothing factories my entire life. You know, like, it's a very interesting place to be in. It's, like, these weird, like, gigantic shelves of just huge rolls of fabric. And then these gigantic uh, tables of uh, ladies cutting shirts. And then going from one place to the next. And then going all the way down this, like, conveyor belt to, like, the ones that would sew it. And then they would sew it. And then they would print it. And they would do the whole thing. And it's just, like, what I grew up with. So it was a small thing that in 2012... Uh, which I had no business doing because I had like zero money to actually make it like an actual thing. Um, I was like, you know, I just want to come up with some like cool designs that are lifestyle, food-oriented, chef-oriented that aren't so chachi. And um, you see a lot of the chachi food stuff, like uh, your radishes are wild. Like we we don't do stuff like that. So, you know, we're making like a hard comeback, our – um. um my partners and I have decided to reinvigorate the brand and bring it back. Our logo lives on within our hospitality company and, uh, obviously through the merchandise line and we just dropped our website within the last three weeks and we have some great designs that some local guys helped me do. Um, they're all, I think, super dope and, You know, it ranges everything from like work shirts. Um, When I say work shirts, it's actually the shirts that my staff wears to work to, you know, cooler designs and nicer fabrics and nicer shirts that you can wear out and kind of like hang out in for Mm -hmm. the day. But, you know, Pig Ink has always been like a passion project for me. Um, It's always been something that's never been for money or whatever. It's more of just like the story. And I think it's cool. And I think it's fun. And um, there's a way to help people within the process too. And I think that you know what we're doing with Google Decide and what we've done with other people in the past and probably what we'll continue to do in the future with donating to charities. and um, overall, I, I think it's I think it's a cool thing.
2: Good shit. So when pigs fly com. that's where you get all of that stuff. Do you have like a personal favorite item? If you could only have one. I honestly... Well, only have one for yourself.
0: I, I mean, I think it's because I'm super biased because I love the original Ariette shirt. So the new shirt that we're dropping for, um, you know, I see is probably my favorite one that I wear the most. Um, so I think that that's super dope. Um, the Reservoir Pigs one is, like, very cool, too. I'm a big fan of the hats, like the beanie I'm wearing right now. Um, you know... I like very simple like yeah. designs, so I don't like. There's, it's never going to be a lot of lot of things happening. It's usually pretty simple, but yeah, I would say those are my favorite things. The dad hats are my favorite. Like the khaki, okay. the khaki dad hat is khaki like hat. is super
2: dope. Yeah, um, the jersey has been in a rap video.
0: Yeah, I mean the jersey is, is very that? cool. The the area jersey, the Chugs varsity jacket. Is also very dope. Um, There's really not many of those, but uh, they will be going to reprint soon. So, you know, I mean, it's really like, I feel terrible saying this, but it's like pretty much everything I wear every day. So I like them all. Right. Yeah.
2: All right. WhenPigsFlyMIA.com. That's it. Go buy some shit. Go give Mike all your money. Yeah, all of it. Very good. Yep. So what else is on your mind, my Oh man. <laughs> what else
0: is on my mind?
2: <laughs>
0: I you know, I, I I would say that I don't have like a ton on my mind. It's, it's it's this interesting part of the year right now that it's like um uh everyone's coming out with their the lists. Right. Lists. It's it's a list the list part of your list. and the year, end of the year list. Should best. we make lists? We can.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested what our list would look like. Top 10 Mexican Beer brand's revived in the United States. Monopolio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Monopolio. For sure. The best. Um, only the best.
0: Only the best. I, um, It's that list part of the year, and I think that for the first time in my entire career, I haven't paid m- much or, if any, attention to any of them. Yeah. Like, at all. I... I you know my cooks talk a lot about them as like oh you know like if we were blah 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 and you know we would be this and I'm just like you know
2: what's an example of if we were in blah 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 we would be this okay. uh, <clears throat> I don't like I, is the blah 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 a city is it a, pub, a publication no, no it's
0: pu- publications usually okay. it's just I don't help the subject as if you do listen to political podcast you would know why I don't help the subject right. Of making people like us anymore. I'll,
2: I'll clarify. You you have railed against lists and yeah. certain media things, and from a PR perspective, you you don't. To the extent that there is such a cause, I know you don't care. Sure, but if there were someone who cared, they would see you as getting in the way of your appearance on those lists.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I you think,
2: still get on the lists.
0: Yeah, well, we were on <clears throat> two lists. We we're on yeah. some a couple lists. I got some emails. Yeah, congrats, like, cool.
1: Yeah.
2: It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it is nice. I mean, it depends on the list and whether you respect how th- – every list is different. You yeah. might respect one more than another. but
0: Yeah, you know, I think like the list, the one list that I saw – no, two, uh, two lists that I saw, it was more like the company we were with. I, I was like, you know, I love all those people and I was like, you know, it's cool to yeah. be with them on a list. Right. It's um, nice. You know, Best New Restaurants Chugs was on two lists. Um, it was Infatuation was one of them, right? Yeah. I think Infatuation does nice work. I really do. Ryan, past guest Past guest. He was on this. I forgot.
2: Ryan Fefferoni.
0: The Fefferoni. Yeah, he was on this thing. Um, I think that they do solid work. I think that they speak their mind, which is nice. I think that they've definitely tamed their talk because of COVID.
2: Um, And I think that that's cool. I get it. Um, I don't agree with it personally. With my take? No, no, with, with, well, I mean, I, I don't know what you mean by your take. What I, I'm saying with taming talk because of COVID.
0: Sure, I'm sure you don't agree with it. Um, but <clears> I, I do think that that's what they've done in yeah, a lot of aspects. I and and I, I get it. Um, I, But equally so, I think that they do great work. And I think that they have crushed certain people when they really, really deserved it. Los Chinos, they crushed them super hard. Yeah,
2: why do you think they deserved it? I don't disagree with you necessarily. I, I never ate there, so I can't. Say no, it. I mean,
0: I well, you know, if shit was bad, it was bad. You know, I think the they did a lot of like stereotyp stereotypical profiling in their space, which they
2: called out a lot. So I, the, the, the reason I asked, like, why do you think they deserved it? I, I saw the what do they call it? The ride yeah. along. They do it in infatuation, at least in Miami. I don't know whether they do this in other markets. They I have do. No idea. They do a ride along thing where it's like a. a somewhat real-time Instagram stories sure. thing. And, you know, they'll walk you through their whole meal and we have yeah. this and this, and this is how this was, and look at this and look at that. And watching it, it's not that I thought, oh, this is bullshit, or oh, this is... It, but because I knew that they were leading with an acknowledgement of the Los Chinos thing and then the transition to Chi and some of the like, ethnic references or whatever in this restaurant, which, for those who don't know, uh, Chi began as a restaurant called Los Chinos, and they have, like, a lot of very kitschy, some might say, like, insensitive decor, very stereotypical Chinese whatever. Um, But because the ride-along starts with a mention of that, it makes me think, like, oh, are you just, like... I don't know... ribs were in there but like oh are you eating this rib and making yourself less willing to say the rib was good because you don't want to acknowledge something they did was good since you already don't like and it makes me question the assessment of the food sure is my point because they had uh maybe the food sucks it might suck i didn't eat it uh because they had an emotional thing right or because you don't want to be seen as the publication that gave props on the food to the restaurant that you're supposed to hate i would think in my assumption my observation
0: i think that they may have gone in with something but i also think that from what i saw from the food that they had all the right to say what they said it didn't look great no yeah and then you know like the dragon show in the middle i've seen so many of those so
2: my thing is not did the food deserve to get hated on it was if that food had been at any other place would they have been as harsh
0: yeah, but a lot of other places don't open saying that they're going to be X Y and Z. Yeah. You know, like there's a there's a bunch of like regular everyday kind of like dumpling places that are opening, maybe not dumplings, but whatever, sushi places or whatever that open and aren't very good. They're just opening <laughs> a restaurant. That's why Miami has 9 zillion restaurants and not 9 zillion that are good. Yeah. You know, so you know, I, I think that their observation on that restaurant, and it wasn't just that one, it was a couple other ones. You know, Poppy Steak with the, the, the golden box with the $1,000 tomahawk steak or whatever the fuck that shit is. Yeah. It's, you know, it's crazy
2: to me that
0: <laughs> I watch that thing but,
2: and b- I, The Poppy <laughs> Steak, by the way, I asked myself, you're talking about the infatuation ride along? Yeah. I, I asked myself the same thing because I, I know where Ryan stands, at least I think I know, on the Ruttman-esque places. And I wonder... Where does he they're... stand? No, I, I, th- I think that the two of you have similar outlooks on that, where it's like he doesn't he doesn't strike me as the sort of person who falls for that, like, shiny box shit. And I'm, I'm annoyed by it, too. Sure. And maybe if I were doing that right along I would do the same thing, but it makes me wonder, like, what if that steak was really fucking good, but you don't want to give... Props to all the which I I would feel weird saying any if I went and I had to do a write up, <laughs> I would feel weird saying anything there was good because it's just so fucking obnoxious.
0: But let me ask you a question. <clears throat> yeah. Let's say the steak is okay. Let's say it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. And let's say you pay a thousand bucks for it.
2: No steak is worth a thousand dollars. Okay.
0: So you answered the question. That I mean I I think in essence yeah he's making a big deal of like. The golden box and the smoke and the whatever, but if you're paying three hundred bucks for a steak, five hundred bucks right. for a steak, right. and the steak is not good, I mean, I, I don't really I, like. I'm not a red meat eater, but no steak is worth a thousand bucks. No, no. But and I'm talking
2: about other items. I mean, the thousand dollars. I, I was at. So I like, was at.
0: I was. I was at one of our favorite <laughs> cigar bars. Uh,
2: Galliano cigar room.
0: Yeah, that one. But you know, so I'm sitting there. I'm at the bar. The bartender already knows, you know, like what I drink. She's making me my drink. She's super nice. I'm watching the game, and I'm listening to these two guys behind me. Uh, and one of them is—he's uh, a restaurant guy. And I feel like I had met him before, and I don't remember when or why. But I didn't want to engage in conversation, so I'm just listening. And one guy's like, "You know what? Let me tell you. I was at this—I was at this place. I was at this place. I paid four hundred bucks for chicken wings." And he's like. You said four
2: hundred for chicken wings. Four
0: hundred bucks. Four hundred bucks. And he was like, he was like, you paid four hundred bucks for chicken wings. That's what he sounded like. And I was like, and I'm like, let me take these chicken wings, these chicken wings, they, they take these chicken wings, they dip them in
1: gold.
2: Like it's good or like it's ridiculous.
0: No, like actual gold.
2: No, no, no. He's saying this like praising it or yeah, like, like how stupid is this? No, no. But
0: let me continue. So he's like, they. They crust, they they dip these chicken wings in gold. And he's like, they dip them in gold. Like, yeah. They did them in gold, <laughs> dog. They did my chicken wings in gold. The chicken wings came out. They were gold. And he was like, well, how, how are the chicken wings? He was like, they were all right. But you know what? I can say I ate gold chicken wings. And I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, just everything in my brain is combusting.
1: Uh-huh. Like huh
0: there's things like people are running around in my brain like, oh, no, stop. Don't say anything. That's a bunch of bullshit. Don't say anything. You're, t- you're off right now. You're not supposed to be working. And I'm thinking in my brain like, who the <laughs> fuck cares about chicken wings that are fucking gold? Who cares? Why does it matter? It's dumb. You just paid 400 bucks for chicken wings that were just chicken wings because they were gold.
2: Did you ever see, um, I think it's GQ, either GQ or Esquire. Had a, a video series with Two Chains called Most Expensive as Shit. Okay. <laughs> and it's really good. And actually, I came away from it with like a new, unexpected respect for Two Chains. Okay. Uh, the whole premise of it is that he goes and tries some absurdly expensive thing in a given category, like maybe gold chicken wings. I did see an episode where he eats gold covered popcorn. Okay. <laughs> but what I love about it is that, like, Two chains who you would not expect to approach it this way will very often like to these people's faces be like this is fucking dumb. Yeah. Like love that this 2 is crazy. Thank you, two chains. This Thank is you. absurd. Like I would never do this. But he'll also be like, It's cool that because I'm doing this thing, I get to eat some gold popcorn. Yeah. But I will never buy a bucket of gold popcorn. I mean, do you poop gold? All good questions. <laughs> There's so many questions. <laughs> Like, I wish we could ask 2 Chains. like, did you poop gold? I mean, listen, how about this? Okay. I know the price of gold is skyrocketing, especially with all this inflation that's going on. I know, I just got new golds. I think at some point, I want you to figure out what item on the area menu we're going to put gold leaf on. We have gold leaf on an item right now.
0: Do you? Yeah, caramel corn. Yeah, Gold caramel corn. It's a caramel corn dessert that has a gold leaf on
2: top. A single gold leaf. Yes. but not crusted in gold leaf. I
0: think that... I would lose my mind. Devin knows that I would lose my mind. When
2: we get to a certain point, we should decide on an item to like absolutely absurdly cover in gold. I mean, what would that, like an egg roll? I don't know. You tell me. You're the chef. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a producer putting gold on shit. I don't
0: crust shit in gold. Like, it's just ridiculous and dumb.
2: Ariadne doesn't. Panko Podcast does. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we could have a
0: gold event. We could, we could crust some of
2: Josh's uh, meats in gold. Oh, gold Josh meat, huh? Yeah, gold Josh. Isn't his his meat is in that Bobby Steak box too? Is it? I think that yeah, I think it's in there. I mean what? listen, that it's, it's got nothing to do with Josh. Josh sells them the meat, they do what they want to do with it. Yeah, I love Josh. Yeah, it's true. And the steak meat. is the steak. He's not setting prices at Bobby Steak. Yeah, no. But I will say to anybody, I mean, whatever, I don't want to get Josh into problems. But <laughs> Well say what you're gonna say. You're I was gonna say, saying. I mean, Josh Josh's prices are super reasonable, and if you have access to Josh Go buy his shop and buy his fucking stick and yeah, sear no, it yourself Yeah, no, I bought his
0: stuff. We did it for the last fight night. Remember? Yeah, we bought house? his
2: stuff. Like, we actually bought it, and uh, and I'm gonna buy it for this uh, on Saturday. We're doing fights. In my house. I don't know if you're coming, but I'm not, I won't be there. Yeah, well, you know, there will be some Josh meat involved, cooked in the barrel. The bar- <laughs> we're such sellouts. We're sponsored. Listen, by I, so I got many a barrel makes- I borrowed. I haven't been able to use the barrel. We got to figure out when you're gonna use the barrel. Yeah, I know. I'm
0: still trying to break some impact windows too. <laughs>
2: I got to pick up some impact windows to break up the podcast for an ad. Yeah. What do you want to make in the barrel? The barrel, by the way. Shout out to our sponsor, The Barrel, (laughs) who you already heard an ad for. We got to put the barrel in the trunk of your caddy, and then we got to cook something in it. What do you want to cook?
0: Oh, man. I don't know. I got to see the barrel so I know what to cook in it.
2: I got to see it. It's a barrel-looking thing. No, no. It's not that easy. No. Okay, but fine. But we got to figure it out. We got to do this.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll cook some of Josh's meat in there.
2: I mean, if you want to do that. I don't know if you got other things you want to get off your chest. I know we started real late. Yeah. We could cut it off here. We've been at it probably an hour-ish. Wow, that's super short for us. I know, but, you know, we can give ourselves the luxury of, you know, taking a little break. An hour is, you know, that's what the people want. And we can can do a little bonus content. I'll give you a rapid fire. How's that sound? Oh, I kind of like where that's going. Yeah?
0: Yeah, that's good.
2: So, are we cutting it off here? Sure. I think it's fine. Shameless plugs, Michael Beltran, shameless plugs. Or, no, party recommendations. You got recommendations, things you've eaten, seen, done, read, watched? I
0: feel like I have eaten something rather delicious lately. I know I did. Tell me what you ate.
2: I went to Barabacoa by ba Finca.
0: Oh, yeah, the chicken. That chicken was fucking good. It looked
1: delicious. The chicken
2: was good. Uh, this is uh, Aileen Andrade's uh, the, uh, place in Doral Yard in Doral, Florida. Okay. We have referenced Finca Town, Finca and town. now as she expands, the sun never sets on Finca Town. Finca Barbacoa the Town. Finca Empire knows no bounds. Yeah. Um, so I had a, a half chicken. It has some uh, <laughs> some carrots on it, and it had like a little. Um, uh, what's the what's the chef term for when you do a little like whoop, a little thing of sauce on the plate of some Alabama barbecue sauce? I had no idea what that meant. I don't know what the Means, but yeah, okay. like you put a little like instead of putting it on the food, you just put it on the you put a little on the plate. There's your I sauce. I just call it a little, yeah. So they put a little whistle of sauce, <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> on the plate of some al- what apparently is an Alabama barbecue sauce, which I think is like a very mayonnaise heavy uh, uh, barbecue sauce. It was great. The grill the the chicken was great. The two guys I was with uh, shared a big ass steak on some cilantro uh, mashed potatoes. Uh, which I could be wrong. I didn't ask Eileen. She seemed like she was very in the weeds in that moment. Oof, I know how that feels. I think it was like like the mashed potato equivalent of like cilantro rice, like a Peruvian cilantro rice. That's how I took it. Uh, But everything was delicious. Uh, The place is cool. I had never been to Doral Yard. So if you're in Doral, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, If you have like a layover at the airport, it's not far from there. So, you could do, like, a quick get out of the airport, go eat it, barbacoa by finca, and go back on your next flight. Cool. So, yeah, that's my recommendation, barbacoa by finca.
0: Well, my recommendation will be something that I have recommended before, but I went and I had different food, and it was still delicious, which was I went to Luca <laughs> by our uh, good friend, Giorgio Rapicavoli. I
2: still haven't eaten there. I feel terrible.
0: You should. And um, it was... I mean, I had the shrimp diavola pasta, and it was delicious. Super delicious. Cool. Super good. Um, it is what I needed at that moment, and it was, like, just perfect. Cool. And I loved
2: it. Yeah, I got to I gotta make it a point to go there. I'm going to probably take some of this new day to add money we're getting, and I'll let you know as it happens if you want to join for any of it. But yeah. I, I feel like we've had so many people on this podcast whose restaurants I have not had an opportunity to go to. Right. Um,
0: I mean, I would say that you know the biggest letdown of 2021 was in 2020. Nick sponsored a Christmas party for Pancom Podcast, and he has not done that this year. And when I say sponsored a a yeah. a, a party, was just me and him getting super fucked up at a bar uh, midday. Yeah, where do you want to go?
2: Where should we go for our Christmas party?
0: I don't know. We went to a pretty ratchet, (laughs) shitty bar for twenty
2: twenty. Yeah, I I I think I know. We might have different definitions of ratchet. I think I know what you mean, and I agree with what you mean. Sure. Um, you know, we ran up. Which which past guests' place would you want to go to for our Christmas party? I think we should. I think we should keep the money in the family.
0: No, I know, but we can't. Though we need to go somewhere like actually ratchet. None of our guests have ratchet places. It's me. I'm not a guest, but yeah. I don't oh, think so. La Cocina can be a little ratchet. <laughs> That's true. again. can. I'll actually be there for a to- uh, toy drive on right, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. The Cadillac Kings of South Florida will be uh, God, putting on a, uh, a toy it. drive this Sunday from yeah. 11 to 5 at La Cocina and Stevens Deli.
2: Yeah. Oh, that... Okay. Thank you. Uh, uh, I'm going to... Uh, I might have to cut something out here because... I don't think a friend of mine sent me an email I asked for with information, but uh, I will do a makeshift, like, super on-the-fly plug here. One of my best friends is Matt Kusher's, I think her title is Marketing Director. Sure. Super fancy title. <coughs> uh, her name is Chris uh, Christina Sednuda. Her Instagram, and there's a reason I'm throwing this out there, her Instagram is Chris... Cernuda. C-R-I-S-E-C-E-R-N-U-D-A C-R-I-S-E-C-E-R-N-U-D-A Every year, Chris, which apparently some people call her, I call her Christy Christy, who is a wonderful person And a bunch of her wonderful friends, including our friend uh, Lynette Cairo Ah, oh, uh, Lynette uh, yeah, Chris, uh, Christy and Lynette have been uh, super tight for a long time. Lynette uh, I, kills me, man. Uh, they do this thing where they adopt multiple families for Christmas. Oh, yeah, we're doing I, – I told Lynette
0: that we would uh, sponsor yeah, some of that. So,
2: so my friend Christy is like in a little piquet of people who do that. Uh, so go to Christy's Instagram and look for uh, for information there on how to contribute to their efforts – Um, I can tell you... I have a flyer. For the past seven years, our
0: tribe of women has been adopting local families and sponsoring their Christmas. Every dollar you contribute helps us spread holiday cheer. There's a Venmo scan thing. Uh, If you'd like to donate, scan QR code above or Venmo at Christmas KPX7.
2: Yeah, Christmas... K-P-X-7. Yep. And to give you an idea of some of what they're doing, I won't say because I'm not 100% sure. Because this is just like a, a group of friends who do this, and they kind of take cues from a, a reputable uh, organization here. So I'm asking our listeners to just trust the two of us, that these people are trustworthy. Trust us. Trust Look us at like me in the eyes. So many other things.
0: Look at me in the eyes. But to give you an idea. Deep in are, my eyes.
2: Uh, families in need in South trust Florida. Uh, this, this group of people is hooking them up or looking for donations to help hook them up with. One family is looking for, uh, they need a washer dryer, a bed for uh, one of the members of the family. Another family is looking for stuff like uh, diapers, baby wipes, and clothes and shoes. Another family, uh, the goal is to get them um, uh, some kitchen equipment and a bed for one of their kids. So, you know, this is stuff that's, you know, it's not, you know luxury items this is you know things that are uh will make the day to day lives of these families you know uh uh measurably better um and this is a group of people and you know, I've known a lot of these girls since uh since high school incredible people Lynette's great Christy's great uh May is great uh, the whole little the whole little crew of uh of elf people have, people, of, yeah. all these elf people are super solid elf people, and I highly recommend uh, Christmas KPX seven on that was Venmo, 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 Venmo Christmas KPX seven or uh, go to Instagram follow or DM Chris E Cernuda C R I S E C E R N U D A. I hope I spelled that right after all these whiskeys. Maybe, maybe, possibly. Um, it sounded
0: right to me. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: Shameless plugs, all the things. All the things you can follow Bangom Podcast at Bangom Podcast on go, all of the things. Go to Chugs for Dinner. <clears throat> now you got real plugs, huh?
0: Yeah, just that shit now. Yeah, just go to Chugs for Dinner. We're
2: open. <laughs> uh, Chugs for Dinner, Bangom Podcast, and all the things. P A N C O N Podcast. Also, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Dademag, D-A-D-E-M-A-G. You can join the Abuela Mami tier for coffee every month. Apologies. I want to acknowledge here that I fucked up a little. Woo! I had a delay in getting people their Woo! coffee. So this month, people got shipments of like three months worth of coffee. Wow. I know, Cuban time around here. But everybody gets their coffee eventually. It's more real that way. Listen, this is the shit show. This is the train wreck you're supporting. Uh, And that's Mm, how we do things Warm beer So there you go A little Monopolio action huh?
0: Yeah and you know what Get your ads in now Because we're filling up fast
2: Listen uh, You're not wrong Ads (laughs) at at gademag.com Where the fuck Uh, are we? We have uh, uh, Drew Estate Is going to be in For half the year Oof Uh, Also uh, Aganorsa Leaf Will Be in for some portion Of the year We haven't yet Settled on the final details Two of my favorite cigars I mean, they really are great cigars. They
0: really are two of my favorite cigars. Yeah, I
2: can't wait to also get cigars from them, I hope. Yeah. it's not. I should have worked that into the contracts. You should have. I'm a complete fuck-up. Slipping them, falling, and it's I can't more get More important up. than the money, really. Wise words by DMX. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so things are happening. The barrel's in, you know, all, uh, Im, uh, Elite Impact Glass. Get in for ads. Get ads in there before the barrel. The barrel's going to barrel you over. That's right. And if you are listening after this beep, you will hear a rapid-fire series of questions for Michael Beltran.
0: But thank you guys for joining this that's shit right. show, and we, we can't wait to be back for, with more content of more things that people are paying
2: for. More thank content, you so much. That's what the podcast should be called, content of things that people are paying for.
1: Woo! <laughs>
2: The next town, the building, 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 the next town, the building,
1: the next town, 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 the next, the, 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 the